Let me share this story with you about a little old lady during Christmas week. The little old lady comes out onto her front porch every morning and shouts, praise the Lord. And every morning, the atheist next door yells back, there is no Lord. This goes on every day during Christmas week. Praise the Lord, yells the lady. There is no Lord, responds the neighbor. As the week goes by, the lady is stressing because of financial difficulties and is worried about buying food and presents for Christmas as the family is coming over. She goes out onto the porch and asks God for help with food and presents for her family. And then she says, praise the Lord. The next morning, when she goes out onto the porch, Would you believe it? Bags and bags of groceries and presents are piled up on her porch. Of course, she shouts, praise the Lord. Then the atheist jumps out from behind the bush and exclaims, ha, gotcha. I bought all that stuff. There is no Lord. The lady looks up to heaven and smiles and she shouts, Praise the Lord. Not only did you provide for me, Lord, but you also made Satan pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) Amen. All the time. Yes. I would like to talk to you for a few moments from the subject. Make room for Jesus. Make room for Jesus. As we look at the text, you will see in the first few verses that throughout the Roman Empire, people were commanded to return to their ancestral homes to register for the census. Joseph, who was a descendant of King David, took his fiancée, who was pregnant and near delivery, and made the long journey back to Bethlehem. It is evident that as thousands of people were traveling for the same reason, there was no room for them when they arrived. Mary gave birth to Jesus, wrapped him in strips of cloth, and laid him in a manger in verse 7. The manger astounds me. Jesus wasn't born in a snug home. There was no room in the inn. We've romanticized the birth. We've swept up after the animals. But the evidence is clear. The Holy Son of God was born in a stable where animals were kept and his first crib was a common cattle trough. I don't think this was by accident or the father's lack of provision for his son. You see, the Bible tells us that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. This is the incarnation of Jesus. At the incarnation, Christ gave up not only the environment of the Godhead, 
and his position as ruler, but he also gave up the use of his divine attributes. This is a kenotic union. The idea of kenosis comes from the Christological hymn of Philippians 2 and 5. Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in the fashion as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross." That's Philippians 2, 5, and 8. Kenosis, literally emptying, is the act of free self-limitation and free self-expenditure. To save us, God came, not in full glory as God, but rather as man. Jesus literally emptied himself of all the privileges to which he was heir. He didn't just take a low place. He took the lowest place. His commission was to preach good news to the poor. So he was born among the poorest of the poor. His disciples argued about who would be the greatest in the kingdom, but Jesus stopped them short. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mark chapter 10, verse 45. What a mighty God we serve. There was no room in the inn, so the Messiah was laid in a manger. Mary and Joseph had to improvise, and they did just fine. Mary laid the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Creator of all creation, the Messiah, in a manger. Can you imagine that? There was no room for Jesus. In the end, no room for the king of kings, no room for the creator of the world, no room for the Messiah, no room for Jesus. So let me ask you this. What rooms do you keep Jesus out of in your life? What kind of room do you make for Jesus. Do you even make room or do you push him aside? Listen, the truth is Jesus shouldn't have just a room in your life. Jesus is the room for your life. Amen. So let me give you three points about making room for Jesus. One, make room for Jesus in your faith. Is there room for Jesus in your faith? 
A lot of people who say they're going to heaven, a lot of people who boldly claim Christ on Sunday are boldly ashamed of Christ come Monday. You see, it's easy to be a Christian on Sunday morning at church, around church people, around church workers. It's easy to be a Christian around other men and women of God. But are you a Christian everywhere else? All day, every day, every place. Are you Christ-like? Are you a model of Christ? Do you possess the characteristics that exemplify Jesus? Do people even know that you're a Christian? Are you bold in your faith? Paul said in Romans, For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentiles. If you're a Christian who is ashamed, how are the other people in your life going to become Christians? Romans says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God that brings salvation. You see, you might be the only Jesus that many people will ever see. Amen. So when they see you, what are they seeing? When you speak, what are they hearing? What kind of Jesus representative are you? That's what I'm talking about today. Making room for Jesus in your faith. It is not enough to just believe. James 2 and 19 says, you believe that there is one God good. Even the demons believe and shudder. Shudder means to tremble. So even the demons believe that there is a God. They believe it and they tremble. That's why we say at the name of Jesus, demons tremble. Amen. So that's the crazy thing. The demons even got some of us beat. Some of us believe, but we don't even shudder. So my question to you, do you want to change the world or do you want the world to change you? Be bold in your faith. Make room for Jesus in your faith. Faith is not supposed to be private. It's a public thing. We don't have closet Christians. There's a lot of investors in your faith, and a a CEO with a to-die-for resume, it's time for you to go public. Make room for Jesus in your faith. Point number two is make room for Jesus by being thankful for your present circumstance. Make room for Jesus by being thankful for your present circumstance. You see, 
the place you are in now might not be favorable, but it's preparing you for where God wants to take you. The text says Mary laid Jesus in a manger because there was no room in the inn. They went to the inn so that she could give birth. The inn is the place that they needed for the conditions to be right, for her to give birth to the baby. She needs to give birth, and the best place to do it is in the inn. You see, the place that she thinks she needs to fulfill her purpose has rejected her. I think I should say that again. You see, the place that she thinks she needs to fulfill her purpose rejects her. That's true for us. Some of the things that we think we need to fulfill our purpose has rejected us. So see, she gives birth in the stable. So Jesus ends up in a stable because they are rejected. You see, it's the rejection that causes them to land where they land. Now, we don't read anything in the text where they were were complaining about where they had ended up because maybe while they didn't get what they wanted, they were just thankful at least they had somewhere to go. Amen. And instead of you always complaining about what you don't have, instead of you always complaining about what didn't go your way, instead of always complaining about who walked out on you, who betrayed you, who lied on you, instead of always complaining about who stabbed you in the back, instead of you always complaining about the money you don't have in the bank, God says you ought to start looking around at what you do have and start being thankful for that. Amen. Amen. God, I thank you for this. God, I thank you for that. It may not be what I want, but God, I thank you that I at least have this. No, I don't have a house, but God, I thank you for my little one-room apartment. right Mm -hmm. when you are faithful over a few things God will make you ruler over many so you may only have a stable but at least you have somewhere so stop complaining about what you don't have and start saying God at least I've got somewhere God at least I've got something No, it's not what I want, but I thank you for what I've got. Amen. Amen. And this brings me to the last point, the manger. The manger is a beautiful word, right? Mm -hmm. But if we call it the feeding trough, that takes a whole (laughs) nother spin on the manger scene. But that's what the manger is, a feeding trough. 
a slop bucket. It was a dirty place. So we have to remember that. As we see the nice little manger, we, we have our little Christmas plays, they have a nice blanket, and, but that's not what it really was. The stable where animals lived, where animals ate, and where animals did what they did after they ate. It was a place that was full of germs, nasty stuff, contaminated stuff, infectious stuff all up in the place. This was not a safe place to give birth. It was not a sterilized place. And the baby's immune system is not strong enough to fight off germs in a place like that. I remember after giving birth, the doctor said, don't take her out for, I, I, so for 14 years ago, I don't remember the specifics, but don't take her out before six weeks. I don't know if it was six weeks or three weeks. <laughs> but she couldn't go outside among people until it was time for her to get all of her shots. So can you imagine Jesus in that place? And it's not like they had the stuff we have, vacuum cleaner, a broom, yeah, right. Lysol, <laughs> sanitizer. hand sanitizer. They didn't have any of that stuff. So the germs of where she lays him could have killed him. Yet... Nothing that's around him gets in him or on him. You know why? Because in Matthew's gospel it says, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. So that's my third point. Make room for Jesus by establishing a covenant relationship with him. When you are in a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ, that means God is with you. You see, when God is with you, nothing can touch you. Nobody can mess you up. Nothing around you can inhibit you. When God is on your side, nothing can harm you. And the only reason you've survived is because God was with you. You know, with the stuff that you've been through, I don't know your story, I just know my story, but with some of the stuff you've been through, some of us should have been cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> But the only reason we survived is because God was with us. Woohoo! I'm looking for maybe just a handful 
who can say, after all I've been through in 2022, I've had my ups and downs, I've had my ins and outs, I've had my heartaches, I've had my pains, I've had sickness, but on this second to last Sunday of the year, I am here in church in my right mind saying, in spite of everything I've been through, I've survived because God was with me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? If God is with us, it doesn't matter who's against us. If God is with us, it doesn't matter what's around us. So whatever you've got to face, I want you to face it saying God is with me. You can beat the odds. Because God is with you. You can overcome the obstacles because God is with you. Is anybody in this church who knows that the Lord is with you? Amen. 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 We know the Lord is with us. And that's why we can say, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity because the Lord is with me. And that's why we can also say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies, and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp around me, hallelujah, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me. In this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock and I shall not be moved. So wait on the Lord and be of good courage because the Lord is with you. Somebody needs to give God praise. My prayer for all of us this morning is that we make room for Jesus in our lives. Not just a little room. We must give him our entire life. Every piece of it. Not part of it. Every part of it. You see, in the center of the stable, of every Christmas card, of every nativity set, of every artist's painting, of every Christian musical production, of all of our imaginations, and at the center of our faith, we see Jesus. Even in the nativity displays, all eyes are on Jesus. Jesus is central. Jesus must always be central. Jesus must be the center of our attention, our lifestyle, our studies, our worship, our devotion, our hopes, our dreams, our faith. Stop pushing Jesus out. 
stop keeping Jesus out of certain rooms or only in certain rooms. Make room for Jesus in your entire life. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. God, I pray that this word has touched someone who will make more room for you, oh God, in their life and that they will be willing to spread the the good news that you are here to heal, set free, and deliver. God, touch each and every one of us as we continue to move forward, making room for you, oh God. We pray that you will work out situations and things that we're going through because of the sacrifices we've made, oh God. All of these blessings we ask in Jesus' name. Let the church say, Amen. 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 Amen.